Welcome to the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. It is time for our outdoor tidbits with Mr. Jake Bokes, conservation warden for the great state of Wisconsin. And uh, Jake, how you doing this morning, bud? It's a good morning. Yeah, I, was... I mean it's uh, a little little rainy, but it's a uh, it's nice, nice yeah. Thursday. Yeah, uh, gotta ask. I mean, ice conditions—that's the big topic out there too. A lot of open water starting oh, yeah. to creep up right now. Yeah, you know, everywhere every lake's a little bit different, so you're gonna have to, you know, do a little scouting report or do some test holes when you're going out on lakes. Um, you know, I saw a Facebook post that Shatak had some open spots in the middle of the lake here and there. Um, Altoona—I don't know what the ice thickness is. Um, but this weekend, there's there's a few people walking around, no UTVs, ATVs, anything like that. Um, and then the rivers are opening up. I know the Mississippi's open again. Um, obviously, the Chippewa's open. So, you know, there's a lot less ice than there was a week ago. And, you know, it's going to cool down, but I don't think enough to really save our ice season here. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, uh, sticking with uh, fishing, we had a listener question. Uh, asking, if I take my kid fishing, he's five years old, uh, does his fishing pole count as one of my three fishing poles? That's a good question. So um, everyone in the state of Wisconsin, state of Wisconsin, no matter what their age, is entitled to three lines, or three hooks, lures, however you want to say it. Um, when you're under 16... You can have your own, and as a parent, their kids can have your own, but they have to be actively engaged in fishing. So if you have a kid that's out there with his cousins or brothers and sisters and running around and playing in the snow and doing other stuff besides just fishing, it's not a bad idea to include it in your three. That way, if you get checked and your kid's running on the other side of the lake and you got six lines out, then you're not overlining. But um, if your kid is two, three, four, five, six years old, and he's sitting there and he's trying to check tip-ups with you, you know, he doesn't have to be manhandling himself. You can help him and everything like that. But if they're actively engaged in fishing, they get their own three lines, too. All right. So uh, that Snoopy pole could be yours, or make sure it's your, your kiddos over there, too. So Yeah, and the, the big thing we see, especially, like, summertime, is we'll be out patrolling on the lake, and we look over, and there's a, a dad or a mom or a grandparent out fishing with a Snoopy pole at the end of the dock. Um, and then we get up to check their license and they don't have a fishing license and they say their kids fishing or their grandkids fishing or something like that. And we're like, well, where are they? And they're like, oh, they just ran inside. Well, they're not there fishing, especially if you're casting and retrieving with the Scooby Doo pole or the Snoopy pole. Mm-hmm. But at that point, you're fishing, even though it's a kid's pole. So, um, you know, when you're with kids, I got a couple young kids that like it. You know, you can you can give them their own lines and everything. Just make sure they're actively engaged or they're in the area. So, good idea too. Even though if you you don't maybe fish a whole lot, but you got a grandkid or uh, that uh, that does want to go fishing, probably safe just to get a fishing license for yourself too, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's another part of it is you don't have to have a fishing license to help someone fish, whether it's an adult or a kid or anything like that. If you're just helping, baiting some hooks, uh, taking off some fish, maybe even casting just so it can get out far enough. Um, so the kid has a chance to actually catch a fish. That's fine. You don't need a license. But like you mentioned, it's only 20 bucks mm-hmm. for the whole year from April 1st through March 31st. So for 20 bucks, you're covered if you ever 
have an opportunity to fish or they leave for a little bit and you can sit there and fish on your own. Mm-hmm. Jake, you mentioned uh, spring hearings too uh, coming up here. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, if everyone remembers, we used to have the spring hearings um, for COVID where basically the wardens would kind of run it. We'd, we'd uh, started off with the Conservation Congress talking and then the wardens would read through all the questions. Everyone would answer answer um, any any questions from the public, and then you could vote. Um, it's it's coming back in person this year. So on April eighth, every county uh, I can't remember if it's six thirty or seven or what time it exactly starts, but every county on April eighth is going to have a DNR spring hearing. Uh, it's going to be similar <clears throat> to the open houses last year, where basically you come in, you can um network or bs with people and then the conservation congress will hold their um voting right away and then instead of like the wardens just reading through all the questions each program is going to do like a local update so like here in eau claire you know myself or ryan lowry will talk about local law enforcement warden stuff we'll have terry the biologist talking about wildlife we'll have probably joseph gerbyshek talking about fisheries so every program will do theirs, including um, forestry and maybe like an overall DNR um, update. And then each program will take their questions. You know, so if like wildlife has 20, fisheries has 10, each program's lead will read through them, answer any questions from the public. And then I believe you're going to be able to vote right there on that night. Um, but we're still kind of, and I don't know if it's going to be hard copy or if you're going to, um, I'm assuming everything's online now, so you can mm-hmm. vote on your phone while you're sitting there. All right, so um, but we'll go through it. So this might be for anybody who kind of wants to maybe kind of have some input or, or give some some ideas. This is this is maybe kind of an, an opportunity to do that too. This this is the opportunity. I mean, you can always reach out to your local legislator, call the DNR, but this has always been kind of billed as like this is your chance to come in, speak with your local DNR staff. Give your, you know, vote on different potential law changes. Give your opinion on different um, changes or biological data and stuff like that. So this is kind of like that um, community night where you can go out and have your voice be heard and talk to your local staff, too. Interesting. Now, you mentioned the the, the Conservation Congress. I, the, I always thought that was kind of interesting because you can people can actually run for, for to, to be on that, right? Right. Yeah. So every county's got their own delegates and such, and it helps. They help make decisions locally on on different things and run some of the meetings like this and um, give some advisory questions or kind of work with the natural resource board and stuff like that. So um, if you're interested in, you know, kind of like a city council or something, but for you know your local DNR stuff. Mm-hmm. I might have to look at that. I want to be a congressman there. In yeah, and the reason you know I I brought it up to talk with you about it today is. It's kind of like CDAC. Um, if people are, you know, familiar with the county deer advisory councils, um, you know, all of these are designed to, to be public forward to have um, people come in and talk and discuss DNR stuff. But there's been a kind of a lack of that, unless there's a real hot topic. So I really encourage people, like, if it's time to come out and meet the wardens and meet your biologists and listen to the questions and data and stuff like that, and you know, talk to other sportsmen and women in the area. Absolutely. Did you have one? Well, Jake, uh, nothing to do with fishing or deer or anything like that. But we're getting a little rain this morning, but and I don't know how involved you are in this, but uh, 
burning permits and burning right now? Are we banning burning? Are we not issuing permits? Are we issuing permits? What's the status? Pretty dry out there. It is pretty dry. I don't know the answer to that, unfortunately. The best thing to do is call, like, our Augusta Ranger Ranger Station, talk with Jed or the Rangers down there, um, or reach out to your county and find out what it is. Because there are some different units. You know, there's, like, the intensive unit, the extensive unit, all this kind of stuff. And um, a lot of those burning permits are on the east side of the county, not so much over here, but your local municipality might have some sort of ordinance on burning and all this kind of stuff. So the best thing to do is whatever township you're in, you know, reach out to the town board or go to their like website and check for ordinances and then um, go to the state DNR website and just type in, you know, wildfires or burning permits. And there's a lot of data on it, I know but it so- is dry. It is dry. There's no doubt about it. I know. And I was coming back from the airport last week, never saw this in, in end of January. In St. Croix County, the county crew was mowing the ditch banks. Wow. They weren't out with the snow plows or anything. They were mowing the grass in the ditch banks in January. So it's dry and it's brown, so be careful. I know. It's crazy. I've seen that, too. They're out brushing and everything. Yep. Probably just getting some of that pre that work they could do in the spring and summer, just getting it done now because yep. they can. Yep. Absolutely. I know we got a little bit uh, yet, uh, but maybe just because I, I thought of this and I had to look it up. Uh, any spring turkey uh, leftovers, those go on sale next month, but I just wanted to kind of put that out there for everybody too. So those will go on yeah. sale. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. I mean, a lot of people are talking about it, thinking about it because it's been so warm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we're still uh, another month away from the bonus harvest or bonus uh authorizations and everything like that um i don't i haven't seen any numbers on them to see how many people have got got it but um you know a few weeks ago there was a question about you know why do i why should i put in for the three dollar permit if i don't get picked um i don't know if you remember that dan Yep, yep so i don't know i don't think we address it but like the big thing is just like if you're you know if you really want a turkey on you really want to try to get that first second season um, it's, it is important, you know, to try because it gives you that lottery drawing for the first parts of the season because everyone wants usually the first, second, or third week. Um, so for only three bucks, you get your name in the hat and have a lot better chance at getting what you want. But there are, there are times, there's a lot of turkeys, but there's also a lot of hunters. So there are times where you might go a year or two or three even without getting a tag, even your top three choices. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a lot of hunters out there, and a lot of people really want that first and second season. Yeah, just uh, really quick, because uh, I have them up uh, for A and B, you know, those first two time frames, each zone, there's there's nothing available. So Yeah, yeah, I can't remember a year where they've ever had any availability come the bonus time for A and B. Mm-hmm. So your minimum going to have a couple thousand maybe for the, for C, and then you're probably going to more or less get D, E, or F, which you can still harvest turkeys, there's no doubt about it, but you kind of miss that prime breeding part and where the turkeys are a little bit dumber. Right. <laughs> call them in a little bit easier. Hey, Jake, a quick question. I don't know if you uh, get down into that area, but that uh, elk herd down in Jackson County, the story yeah. here the last uh, few weeks, somebody, what, shot a couple of cows, and uh, they have found them. Any update on that? Of uh, or is it been enough? Who they who did it, or what the more circumstances are? I just caught it when I got back. Yeah, no, that yeah, my name's plastered on that press release. 
So I'm a part of that. Um, my team covers Jackson County. So the reason we did a press release, so those were off a of two 2022 cow elk that were shot. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a press release back in 2022, but we just wanted to throw it out there one more time because we did get a lot of tips and stuff from the public, which is great. But we also, um, we ran them down and just didn't get the information. It just didn't pan out the way we were hoping. We got some good info and, and followed up on some stuff and, and talked with some people. But um, overall, those are, they're, they're still technically unsolved, like exactly what happened. Um, so we wanted to just throw it out there in case anyone was sitting on information or their conscience has been kind of bugging them for the last year. You know, if they want to talk with us, you know, accidents happen. We know elk get shot during deer drives and stuff like that, and if that's the case, we can work through it. Um, but, you know, if you know you shot an elk and people know you shot it and you kind of sit on it and hide it, you know, it's only a matter of time before, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the law catches up with you, and then it's, then you're really going to get in trouble if you don't, you know, self-report it. Yeah, so we put it out there for that, and then also just for the simple fact of really trying to make sure that there's awareness that we have a lot of elk down in that Black River area. Um there's probably going to be a hunting season down there pretty soon, if not this year. So I'm not on those talks, but I know it's imminent. So there's a lot of elk there, and we just want to continue to let people know, like, they're out there, be careful, try not to shoot one, and if you see something, say something. Yeah, if you're down in that area and you get invited to a wild game feed and elk is a featured meat, you might be something <laughs> that might be a problem, huh? There might be some questions yeah. on uh, where that elk came from. <laughs> Jake, oh, yeah. no, no, I was just going to say we appreciate the time as always, buddy. Uh, great stuff, man, and let's do it again next week, okay? No, that sounds great. Thanks, guys. You got it. There you go. Jake Bokes, Conservation Warden for the uh, state of Wisconsin. And be careful. I was bowling last night. I was talking to a couple guys. I said, what are you going to do tomorrow? Going ice fishing. Ooh. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Bring a life, like Jake said earlier this season. Yeah. Bring a life vest. Well, I mean, yeah. we're beyond the point now of, you know, a plank in the back seat or in the back of the pickup to walk out to the ice. I yeah. mean, we're beyond that. Mm-hmm. Be very careful. Yep.